0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And just to let you know, as we're going through the show, if you have a question about our topic, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242 definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're at my website, be sure to click on the radio page because there you can go check out past shows. and You can also subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. But please don't hesitate to reach out with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting because achieving your financial success in retirement begins with an education and asking questions. You don't know what you don't know until you ask. So, today we're gonna be talking about financial self-efficacy, and there's a $10 word for you, versus financial literacy. So, you know, Chris and I are in the process of working on our book, and we're also taking the next four months, we're developing our accompanying keynote. And you know, one of the first things we notice is that there are so many experts out in the world. I mean, have you ever Googled financial advisor? (laughs) I got 215 million results. And, and I thought I would narrow it down a little bit. And I Googled best financial blogs and I found 52 million results. <laughs> so how are you supposed oh, to know no. who you're supposed to listen to? Oh, my goodness. Right. It's, it's nuts. right. And
0: well, we have the solution. I mean, that here's the great thing about this, Tara. We have the solution. The, there's only one and that's Tara.
1: Exactly. So, so, you know, so as we're going through this book and this keynote, you know, here's the really the question I really want to understand from people. And, and I would ask anyone who wants to, to send in a note or an email, let me know, because what I want to know is why do people let retirement planning go until it's time? Like what happened? You know, I'm a planner, so I like to do things ahead of time. And then I'm also very interested to know, you know, what are people willing to do to co-create their vision of financial success you know and what does that trigger to get people to take action you know tony it reminds me of like we all know we need to eat our vegetables but we don't always do it
0: (laughs) that's true Uh, boy am i guilty of that
1: we all are but i mean so what we're really gonna be talking about today is this is something i really do believe is financial behavior good financial behavior is not achievable until you believe that it is. And so with that thought, Tony, my awesome co-host, how are you doing today?
0: (laughs) Well, wow. After all that, I don't know. I feel like I've just run a marathon. Uh, That's, I cannot believe the results you came up with just typing in financial blog. I guess I can believe it because I actually have just typed in financial advisor. Yeah, that's not going to work. (laughs) <laughs> that's not going to work. And you're right. How do you know who to, who to listen to? And, you know, everybody's trying to set themselves apart. Uh, but uh, it really comes down to, you know, getting to know someone personally, I think, and what your personal situation is, but I'm great, Tara. I've had a good week and, you know, it's uh, fun. We have Adam, our son is home from college and, um, and he's been hanging out here, and that's always fun to have him around. My two daughters love it when he's home, and uh, he hangs out with them, and they watch shows together or go out and run together. So uh, our family's been doing great. I've been really busy, though, but I know that you and Chris have been extremely busy. I mean, you have a lot going on right now.
1: Well, it, it is a big deal. So for 2021, Tony, we're, we're going all in. I am... Uh, going to working on my keynote speech and we're going to write a book and we're we're setting up the timeline to have our launch this fall. So I think we were talking about it before. I kind of feel like I've signed up for a PhD program.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. It's going to be a busy year, but you know what? The payoff in the end, it's, it's worth uh, all the hard work. And I know you've been, you know, you've been thinking about this and planning this already for a long time. Uh, And now uh, the rubber meets the road and you're going to get it done and implement it. And I I know that you guys have been working hard on this. I'm excited because I know we're going to tie it in with the radio show and our listeners will be able to hear all about it and some of the topics that you're going to be talking about in the keynote and in the book. And so uh, a great opportunity for, uh, you know, for myself uh, to be involved and for the radio show and our listeners. So that's exciting stuff, Tara. You know,
1: Tony, it really is. And I'm really interested to crack this nut because... I want people to be successful people want to be successful and I really want to figure out like what do we need to do to to get that little trigger that makes you take action I I was watching Tony I'm a TED talk junkie and I was watching I love watching this one by Mel Robbins and it's actually pretty famous because she did the talk and in like the last like two minutes of her talk it was almost like an afterthought like she almost kind of forgot to bring it up she talks about the five-second rule and you know, she talks about you have those few precious seconds, you know, when you have the idea, you know, it's a great idea and you either do something or the moment passes you by. And, you know, I've had those moments. Have you had those moments?
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, every day, but I don't always (laughs) make (laughs) (laughs) every day, uh, but I don't always make the right decision and probably not on the level you're talking about. Mine are like, uh, should I, I'm going to have a salad today instead of fries. Should I? is that a good idea? Hmm. You know what I mean? Right. But the fries usually (laughs) went out though. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I'm not eating salad. I mean, come on, come on. But, but for that, for that five seconds, I entertained it.
1: Right. right.
0: No, I, yeah. You you know, I have had that in in reality. I, I know what you're talking about. You know, uh, you get an idea and you think, wow, that's a good idea. Uh, but this happens to us. I, I think I have, uh, quite a few good ideas. Uh, and, um, uh, and they're somewhere they went off into the ether, you know, it's, uh, we don't often capitalize on them though, right?
1: It's, I think it's like the golden rule. And it. it's like Mel Robbins was able to become really successful talking about this five second rule. Now it's funny in, in my house, Tony, the five second rule usually involved when you drop some food on the floor, you had five seconds to eat it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and it was okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. My family seems to think so. I am, uh, I'm kind of a germaphobe. So I I just, uh, yeah. The
1: five second rule, you get a little window. You're okay.
0: Yeah. Nope. nope, (laughs) (laughs) So not me.
1: So Tony, so I've been, you know, asking this question about, you know, what are people willing to do to co-create that financial success? And one of the things I really came across Tony is there's really three big questions. I find almost everybody wants the answer to. And so, Tony, these questions are, first of all, how much is enough? People are always asking, you know, how do I know when I have saved enough? I've worked enough. I, I, I'm, I've I'm, got enough to retire and enjoy it. The, the next question, Tony, that people always ask me is, am I on track? Because once we figured out, like, what your number is, you, you kind of want to know, well, am, am I going to get there? <laughs> you know, how much do I need to keep working? It's, you don't want to be that hamster on the wheel that just keeps running and running and running. You want to know, like... <laughs> You know, is the target hitting the goal? And then, Tony, the, the big one is always, of course, like, am I paying too much in taxes? Because, you know, that's one of the things in our country, the way it's designed. It's really not so much how much you make. It's a lot more important about how much you get to keep.
0: Right. 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 And I think the answer for me, uh, if you you know, am I paying too much in taxes? Yes. Yes, you are. If you're asking, if you have to ask the question, you are.
1: So so those are like the three big questions that a lot of a lot of people really want the answer to. And so one of the thing I've been doing research for my book, Tony, is I came across this research. that has been done by a guy named Albert Banduro. He's a world renowned psychologist about human behavior and modification. And, and so that's where I came up with our ten dollar word today. self
0: Efficacy. Ah, I love it. Efficacy. Now, I I know that word. It's like, um, yeah, Uh, tell me what it means. Well, So
1: here's the definition. Self-efficacy is your belief in your own ability to succeed in accomplishing a specific task or goal.
0: Right. So, you know, you think efficacy, is that like efficiency? It is, but self- efficiency or self-efficacy is your belief in your own abilities to succeed, you know, your own efficiency. I like
1: it, that. It, I do too. And so the question then is, of course, so what does this have to do with finance and achieving a lifestyle that you want in retirement? And so right. when I read a little further, um, Bandura identified Tony, he identified four characteristics of people who have a very strong sense of their own capability, which which is needed if you're going to make things happen in your life. So I just wanted to kind of talk about those characteristics so everybody can kind of think about them. So the first characteristic is one is that you view difficult tasks as a challenge to be mastered. The second thing, Tony, is that you develop a very deep interest in your activities. You pay attention to what you're doing. The third thing, Tony, is that you set challenging goals and maintain a strong commitment to reaching them And then the fourth thing, Tony, for people who have very strong sense of their own capability is they recover quickly from setbacks and disappointments.
0: Interesting. and Wow. I mean, those characteristics definitely apply to uh, creating a plan for financial success, right?
1: They definitely do. And so I thought we would take a minute and just kind of relate because when I've read those, I'm like, man, this is what we go through with all of my client meetings, because this is the difference between people who, you know, just have a 401k, or maybe putting some money in an IRA, Tony, to the people that really take their financial plan to the next level. Because one of the things, Tony, that I really like to educate people and show show people is, it's not just about having money, it's where do you put your money? You know, do you want your money in a a emergency account in the bank earning like 0.1%? Or do you want to have that money Maybe sitting in a cash value of an insurance policy, or do you want that money sitting in a CD, or do you want that money stuffed under your mattress?
0: Right. Yeah, and we've talked about some of those, you know, the pros and cons of what you do with that money, and and why you need to put it to work uh, for you. But right?
1: yeah, and I think it's worth worth just kind of touching on. So the first one is you view difficult tasks as a challenge to be mastered. I mean, Tony, the hardest part of creating any financial plan is that first step where you have to go through your financial junk drawer and then Tony good or bad when you sit down with couples uh, it brings up uh, challenges about money because it's hard to believe but in in a relationship sometimes people have different opinions
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) that's the understatement of the year
1: Uh. it's always hard on radio I'm I'm kidding And, and right And then, Tony, you know, the second thing is developing a deep interest in your activities. Well, Tony, I can tell you, I have a lot of people that as soon as we start talking about money, especially if we start looking at numbers, their eyes just start to glaze over. So they don't have a deep interest. (laughs) They just wish it would go away. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And, you know, and then the third thing is pretty straightforward. Setting challenging goals. Um, You know, saving money is a huge challenge, Tony, because we have a lot of competing goals. We have college, we have college debt, we have mortgages, we have kids. There's, you know, when you're in your 40s and 50s, it's really hard to think about prioritizing creating some financial savings for retirement because you're like, well, I've got to pay off this mortgage and I've got a kid going to college, I have a wedding to pay for. So there's a lot of competing goals. And um, well,
0: I I would imagine, well, and
1: I, you have kids in college, so you, you know.
0: Oh, yeah, I sure do. So what's the next well, one? Well, and
1: then recovering from the setbacks and disappointments. And th- this is that, yeah. you know, you see like the XY, drug, the XY graph where it goes from zero and the line just goes straight up. And it's a nice, pretty graph. <laughs> yep. My life has not been that way. My life is more like the squiggly line where it goes up for a while and then it goes down, 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 and then it goes back up. And, it, you know, all those curveballs that life throws at us so yeah true so, um this financial self-efficacy it's it's really important and it, it's interesting to me tony because i've always thought it's important but now it's confirmed because there's an actual scientist researcher who's written a paper about it
0: well yeah and so there, unfortunately we have to take a quick break but we'll be back to continue this discussion And before the break, is there anything you want to add?
1: Well, Tony, I definitely want to encourage our listeners today to visit my website, www.taraenolan.com and call the office at 719-210-4242 to discuss if you have any further questions and address your concerns about that path to retirement. Because, you know, for Chris and I, it's our goal to help you prepare for retirement because you've worked so hard to this point.
0: from Tara Nolan Advisory Services right now by going to TaraEnolan.com or by calling us at 719-210-4242.
1: So Tony, we have been talking today about the characteristics that people have when they feel that they're capable of taking care of their problems. You know, if something, you know, life happens and things come at you and some people are pretty good at dealing with all the curveballs and the challenges. Um, So we talked about what successful people do so I think we need to talk a little bit Tony about what do what about the people who feel intimidated by these tasks or problems that come at them? Because you know Tony on the other hand is people with a weak sense of self-efficacy have some characteristics as well, right?
0: Right, right. I assume they do. And so my hand my hand is right, raised. Right,
1: right. <laughs> so the, like the first thing is is people who uh, you know are a little lack the confidence that they can deal with problems, they view difficult tasks as threats to be avoided. <laughs> let's avoid that at all costs. Mm-hmm. You know, let's yeah. just wait till tomorrow to handle that one. And, uh, sure. you know, the second one is people with uh, low self-efficacy can quickly lose confidence and dwell on personal deficiencies and just other obstacles to ch- achieving results. And, and Tony, I get this one because it's really easy, especially like if you're tired or a little stressed to just kind of go, yeah, I wasn't going to be able to get that done anyway and, and do uh. that. Yeah, And then the third thing, Tony, is people with low self-confidence and self-efficacy tend to have just low aspirations and weak commitment to goals. Kind of that, well, I didn't want that anyway. Oh, yeah. That way to get around um, being disappointed. And then the fourth thing, Tony, is is people with low self-efficacy, they're very slow to recover from setbacks and disappointments. Um, You know, I have... I have a horse trainer that I worked with and um, she went into a business partnership and it was kind of a 50-50 split. So they both had equal say and their investor wasn't really a silent business partner. And it, it didn't work out in the end, but the lesson that was taken away from that was, well, I'll never have a partnership again, where you know a more positive takeaway would have been, wow, let me make sure I structure the deal a little better next time. Right. And, and so... Yeah. You, um, you know, it just reminds me, though, you're, of another story, Tony, of one of my clients. So I have this client that I uh, came to me, and and he'd worked for AT and T for his whole career. You know, back in the day when you could work for a company for your entire career.
0: Yep. Wouldn't that right. be nice? Yeah.
1: And, and so he came to me when he was sixty-seven, and it was just after the financial drop in two thousand eight, and obviously he had a, lost a lot of money in his portfolio. And and I kind of yep. I said, well, how did you get here? Because you were doing pretty well. And he told me that, you know, in his late 30s, he'd had a bad experience with a planner. You know, he did some investments, he lost some money, and, and the lesson learned was he decided that he just didn't want to take any outside advice. So he put 100% of his money into the company's stock. Oh. And, and I've had that happen with several clients because the thing that we know about the market is the market will go up and the market will go down. And if you have all of your eggs, you know, when, so when the market goes down, every single um, company doesn't go down. Just some of them do. Right. So when you have 100% of your money in one company, you really stack well, the odds. Like you may be a hero, but you could also lose a lot of money. And yeah, so, you know, instead of him, his takeaway being, well, I need to get a better advisor, you know, someone I trust. He just like got rid of any advice at all and just made a team of him and him and himself. And so wow. you can remember, you know, so 2008, a lot of money was lost. So he went, Tony, from having over $2 million in his portfolio to about 800,000. So, you know, entering into retirement where you think you're gonna have a couple million dollars and all of a sudden you have less than a million. That we had to do some work to make sure that he wasn't gonna run out of money. And we've got him taken care of, but Tony, this story could have had such a different outcome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, it's good he eventually got over that hurdle and went to you uh, because, you know, trying to do it on his his own without any sound financial advice uh, got him into some trouble there. And if he had been had a better balance or been more diversified and done a few things differently and worked with a good financial professional who is a fiduciary that he could trust, you know, would have been a different story. But, you know, uh, he came to you and it got worked out. Uh, but still, that's that is scary stuff. So and I know a lot of stories like that. It's uh, the feeling of not wanting to be burned again after a bad experience. Believe me, I understand you know, I know people who, you know, they've went to a restaurant or uh, a sandwich place and had a bad experience. And then they said, I'm never eating there again in my life, which, you know, with a sandwich shop, that's not, you know, that's not the end of the world, that decision that they've made, but is it really valid? Are they, are all of that restaurant, you know, if it's a chain bad, you know, and is every experience going to be bad? Well, well, no, it, it's, it's absolutely not. So, Uh, I think that makes sense. So, you know, uh, we all we all do it. I mean, wealthy people and successful people work with trusted advisors. And at the end of the day, it's your money, but you don't have to make your decisions in a vacuum, right?
1: You know, and that's exactly the thing, Tony, is putting together a team of experts to help you make decisions. At the end of the day, you're in charge of your team, so you make the decision. But you can certainly get a lot of opinions to think about the things that you have maybe missed or or, um, you know, why wouldn't you just get some advice? I always like to get advice because then I can say, hey, that, that's what I was thinking, or oh, hey, I hadn't even thought of that. So, you know, as I've been thinking about this idea, Tony, of what are people willing to do to co-create their financial success? You know, in this research, I found another researcher who, who had taken and built on the work and said, financial self-efficacy actually appears to be the missing link between knowledge and effective action. And it was really interesting, Tony, because this researcher, um, his work showed that just because you know a lot about investing, because there's a lot of people that are very knowledgeable, doesn't mean that you're gonna have financial well-being. So just having the knowledge about money and how it works, that doesn't mean you're gonna be successful, that that key step is action. And and that goes back to that five-second rule that Mel Robbins talks about is you can have a great idea and you can have some good information, but then you gotta pull the trigger and take some action. And you know, Tony, I was just thinking about that. Do you have a pearl of wisdom or um, an example that you can think of when you, about that missing link between having the knowledge, but then what does it take to make you get up off the couch and do it?
0: Uh, and this has been a good show. Uh, and let's just move on. I, I think we can skip this break because uh, we're rolling here. Uh, and we're going to talk about some more insight into what you and Chris b- believe about money and how, you know, your financial experience Uh, could be.
1: So now, Tony, I just want to talk about experiencing success. You build confidence when you perform a task successfully. And, you know, I like to think about saving for retirement as it's a muscle that you build with practice. And, you know, one fun thing I like to do with my clients is when we do our annual reviews is do something like making sure we set up a travel account with the sole purpose of saving toward an amazing vacation you know, Tony, I think we get so bogged down in approaching savings as a practice of self-denial and taking austerity measures. And I want to help create an experience where planning can also help you find that balance between growth and saving and living your life.
0: Right. And and that's really good. And I think that, um, you know, I I like that too. Uh, we, We need to just, you know, some people get stressed out, but I think it's really important that we uh, know how to experience success, live our lives. Right. I love exactly.
1: it. Exactly. And then the next thing, Tony, on choosing role models, you know, what are your family and friends doing? And Tony, this just reminded me, I wanted to share my holiday Zoom call with my family. So, you know, years ago when I started my business, one of my big drivers was as a financial planner and advisor, if I do nothing more than help my family, then the effort of starting this business is a win, because I have a big family, six brothers and sisters, spouses, nieces, nephews. It's, it's getting pretty big. So, you know, Tony, I think we've talked. I grew up in a family that really worked kind of paycheck to paycheck. And you always knew when it was time to pay bills because of the tension in the house. You know, we were taught as <laughs> yep. kids, you know, you don't talk about politics, religion and money and polite company. You just don't do that. And so I had a really big financial literacy gap. and And I was really fun, Tony, because during our Zoom call this holiday, my little brother, who's a lawyer now, asked me, should he open up a set for his business or push more money into his endowment contract and before i could even answer tony my other brother there's four of them jumped in to answer the question and it was weird because there was no stress there was no weird feelings it was just everybody having like this open and honest discussion about money and so you know when you can create that confidence by letting people know about options and context uh, you can have good financial conversations and you don't feel stressed or feel like you're being left behind because there's something out there that you don't know. So choosing your role models is so important.
0: Yeah, and and getting educated and having an open dialogue and I know you like to do that with your clients. Uh and so a good financial conversation uh helps relieve the stress or let, you know, that feeling of being left behind. You don't have to go this alone, right?
1: You absolutely don't. And and it's it's hard when you try to do it alone. And um, so the next thing, Tony, is you want to respond. To, we all respond to encouragement, right? I don't know why, you know, the, the military mantra of you, know, you see in the movies where they yell at the people and tell them they're stupid and break them down. People really do <laughs> much better with positive encouragement. And, and it's, it's so important that you recognize all the small wins on your path to building your number, getting to your number. And so, Tony, one thing Chris and I like to do is each year during our annual review, we kind of look at what happened over the course of the year. You know, and of course, nobody gets every single thing done every single time. And so what we like to do is uh, look at what went really well, and then we just adjust the plan. So that way sure. there's no problems and, and it's encouraging. And then people, when we have this plan and we do the reviews, people keep progressing towards their goal. The positive, yep. The positive reinforcement really works.
0: All right, and what about the next point? That'll be our last point.
1: Well, this Tony, time. this is the one we talk about: is managing emotional response because.
0: Oh yeah, we've we talked talk about, about how
1: money is so much more emotion than math, and I can just tell yeah. you, Tony, that open communication is the key to helping couples reach their financial goals because we all, every couple, I don't know who you, care who you are, has a little bit different opinion about. One person wants to stuff the money under the mattress, and one person wants to go big in the market. And, uh, you know, so one of the things we always do, Tony, when we, we sit down with people is we make sure as we're going through the the educational meetings, each person has their own note taker because it's really interesting because a lot of times the couples don't even realize how different they have um, in their differences in their opinions on different topics.
0: Yep. Oh, for sure. Well, you know what? This has been a great show, but we're out of time. Tara, is there anything you want to add before we Well, go? Tony,
1: my bottom line for today's show is to think about how you feel about money. So education and knowing your options is a key part of success, financial well-being, achieving that lifestyle you want in your retirement is when your knowledge meets with action to execute your plan. So Tony, if anyone has a questions from today's call, I encourage everyone to visit my website, www.taraenolan.com. Call the office at 719-210-4242. Chris and I have set aside 20 complimentary appointments for the first 20 callers.
0: All right. That sounds great. And that does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan.
1: Join us soon for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll talk with you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services.